now more than ever, people need to go within and plug into that cellular memory, plug into divine source, detach as much as possible from the matrix. Hello again, everybody. This is James Bartley, and you're listening to Bartley's Commentaries on the Cosmic Wars. The title of my commentary today is Meet the Reptilians. And um, I'm calling it that because it's a good point in time to talk about how the reptilian overlordship for lo these many millennia had, for the most part, worked sub rosa undercover, underground, literally at times, and a lot of times. And they would have their arcane, occulted language, uh, symbol iconography that was uh, unique and personal to them the uh, Serpent Brotherhood reptilian overlordship now it's just so much in your face but it's a good point to talk about how for those of us who've actually had encounters with the reptilians what we've learned about our encounters with the, with the reptilians all their different powers and abilities how they've used this understanding of frequency, resonance, mind manipulation, energetic manipulation, genetic manipulation, etc., etc., pharmacological intervention, let's say. All of that and much more have their roots in the reptilians themselves, their intentions, their capabilities how they've used genetic hybridization to attain control of this planet, how they work through and exert control through the use of cosmic vassals, different ET groups that essentially do the bidding of the reptilians, do a lot of the heavy lifting, and beings that the reptilians are in some kind of alliance with the mantis beings, for example, and how beings much at a much higher level, I believe, in some instances, not in all, but in some instances, how the reptilians, mantis, and other beings, something above them is pulling their strings. So we're seeing a lot of this stuff play out on the physical plane in a very reptilian, fear-driven atmosphere and environment so what I'm going to do is and this may sound basic to a lot of my longtime listeners many of whom have had all kinds of experiences know firsthand what it's like dealing with the reptilians and uh, the deep black weird science ET interdimensional world but it bears repeating because I'm going to not only draw parallels, but I'm also going to show where there's a lot of like enmeshment, uh, how that world intersects with the surface world to create what we're seeing now. Uh, the last 18 months, how everything seems to just gone to hell in a handbasket. It's all been very orchestrated and contrived. And it's all very reptilian. Uh, And we're seeing that with the whole AI, transhumanist agenda, the Baphomet androgynous, transhumanist, uh, increasingly cybernetic AI agenda. We're seeing it all play out because that's eventually what's expected to supplant the the deal for the most part. And I don't say this spitefully or with a sense of elitism uh, because you know we were all at different stages of our journey but so much of the human race has been genetically de-evolved if that's correct English and we're shown this in cinema I've talked about this before but the classic movie which I found at the children's section back when they had video stores if you remember back in those days VHS tapes, right, that you'd run out. And I came across in the children's section of a video store the Super Mario Brothers, 
right? And spoiler alert, I, I talked about this in the past, but it is germane to our discussion today. It's about reptilians controlling this parallel reality, and a lot of it is going on underground, and how the machinations in this parallel reality underground cavern system, control system, how the agenda on the part of the ruling reptilians, right, uh, Dennis Hopper in this case, how eventually they want to come to the surface and completely take over, blatantly, openly take over. Well, in that movie, they punish malefactors, like humans held in captivity, because that's what you see is a lot of humans held in cages and underground and, and a total slum kind of tent city kind of society of humans in this underground tunnel system society, civilization. And reptilians control the place. It's all their security. These so-called goombas, right? These big reptilians who were really dumb but, but smart enough to be, you know, security forces. And for humans who continue to to be malefactors, malcontents, and basically don't obey the rules, what they do is they sit them down in a chair. They place this kind of like a cone-like device over their head. I mean, think about like the old school women's beauty salons where they put that I don't know what it is dryer thing on the women's heads in the old days well in, in the movie Super Mario Brothers they lower this thing over the head of the human malefactor they fire up the me mechanism and it uh, energizes the hell out of the person sitting in the chair with a thing over their head and it in the words of Dennis Hopper the head reptilian he says it de-evolves them right so when they lift the uh, the head covering thing up, instead of like a human sitting there, the human malefactor, now it's a goomba, a um, a dumb reptilian, not smart enough to, to run the place, but smart enough to be security. He becomes known as a goomba, right? The old Italian, <laughs> you're a goomba, right? And it's all about de-evolution, de-evolving, and... Sadly, unfortunately, the masses of humanity today have been de-evolved, quite frankly, to the point where they're just incapable of independent thought, incapable of critical analysis, cut off essentially from the heart center from a shame-based upbringing, traumatic, repeated traumas, lifetime after lifetime in some cases, and then having to um, overcome what amounts to a, an obstacle course of narcissistic, entity-infested people, uh, at key junctures in one's life, starting with a family unit in many cases, or friends of the family, or extended family, that uh, create uh, trauma uh, within an individual. So, all of that combined, and also on top of that, the indoctrination, the uh, lobotomizing effect of, of the school system, the, uh, the media, academia, Babylon, Hollywood, etc., etc. It just really de-evolves people. And so, all this is part of this reptilian agenda plan. I'm going to go over point by point. Points that I made in many of my lectures and in some of my uh, webinars that I've done. Where I go over different facets of how the reptilians exert control uh, individually and society-wide. And then I'm going to point out how those forms of control are once again manifesting themselves in the world we see around us today. And they are manifesting on a planetary scale. You've often heard me refer to all of this as being a frequency war. The reptilians, the Draco, and a, a number of other E.T. slash interdimensional slash subterranean races. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive, as I've said many times. Some of these species are masters of frequency and resonance, and that's an important point to understand. If you want to hear me go into detail about how reptilians, Draco, 
in particular, uh, the Draco being the wing gargoyle uh, reptilians, how they utilize frequency and resonance within the context of an alien abduction, uh, the rape of, of a human female in our example, the astral dreamscape manipulation, the taking up somebody as a host, etc., etc. You can find that information in my lectures, uh, some of my previous commentaries and podcasts, and in some of the webinars I've given, right? So I'm not going to go into details about that. Suffice it to say, even on an individual, localized level, it is quite easy for reptilians and, and Draco, the Drax as I call them, to alter their density, alter their frequency, so as to comfortably inhabit somebody either with a genetic, indeed spiritual predisposition to being taken up as a host uh, because of a preponderance of reptilian DNA, because of a long-term reptilian Draco uh, genetic manipulation of their family tree, of their bloodline. But also the ability to utilize frequencies to alter brainwave patterns, to manipulate the endocrinary system in order to engender the release of certain hormones uh, from specific glands in order to induce uh, certain feelings, emotions, uh, even enhanced psychic abilities, etc., etc. And all that information is out there. I'm not the only one that's talked about this. Although you can find a lot of this information, like I said, my previous podcast commentaries, lectures, and some of the webinars that I've done, where it's just me and I'm sitting there and I'm doing a power uh, PowerPoint slideshow, point by point. Uh, and you'll get a lot of this detail in my lectures. And, and generally my lectures, when it's just me and I'm not part of a conference where I'm only uh, allocated like 60 minutes or 90 minutes, typically my lectures run three, three and a half, four hours uh, with a break. Okay. So what I'm going to talk about is, in general, how frequency and resonance is, is coming to play now and it all ties in with the fact that these reptilians draco and other beings are able to manipulate a sight unseen they're able to coexist side by side or literally within us if they momentarily or for longer stretches take us up as host or attach ourselves attach themselves excuse me to our org fields because of you know variety of factors, uh, addictions, porn addictions, uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, etc., uh, etc. Et their ability to engender OCD thought loops, their ability to engender uh, various psychological pathologies, strong emotions, feelings, obsessive thought patterns. All of that comes into play. All these archontic, or at any rate, many of these archontic beings of various stripes, intentional or otherwise, seem to work in sync, in harmony, if you will, with all these other negative archontic beings. The reptilian Draco overlordship, through their hybridized bloodlines, their takeover, uh, starting with uh, the Rockefeller uh, medis uh, medical takeover, how they brought sorcery, literal literal sorcery, and you know cruel and inhumane practices into the uh, so-called medical field, right? How that played a key role, right up. Until, until the present time and going forward. 
Right now, I'm going to share with you some information a colleague had shared with me about discussions my colleague has had with someone who's been double-stabbed, okay? And I'm reading from the notes that my colleague had sent me, and then I will elaborate. And when I elaborate, those are my thoughts, those are my feelings, my observations, not my colleagues, okay? So I want to stress that, okay? Although my colleague and I are pretty much on the same page about just about everything, right? But I, I want to be careful not to put words into my colleague's mouth, even though my colleague will be anonymous. Okay, here are some notes. My notes on engaging with my double-stabbed friend. Uh, bullet point, body feels heavy, quote-unquote. Bullet point, brain fog, confusion, feeling disconnected from themselves and others feeling fragmented one could also point out the apparent contradiction between you know feeling body feeling heavy but also feeling disconnected um, what I would interpret that and this is just me again of being disembodied it's like their physical body feels leaden very heavy sluggish but emotionally mentally it's a complete like head case situation where they're in their their headspace which I've said many times is is a happy hunting ground for all these entities that Jerry Marzinski Sherry Sweeney and myself and others talk about okay the body feels heavy brain fog confusion feeling disconnected from themselves and others fragmented uh, bullet point disconnected from source only able to connect with great effort, but the feeling of being shut off from source persist. Constant headache, fog feeling over the head area, old vices and addictions resurfacing, unable to concentrate, addiction to phone and TV, feels electricity in body, very important considering everything that we've heard about as far as the nanogel, the nanolipids, the AI bot aspect, the gra graphene, etc., etc. Feels electricity in body, feels connected to Wi-Fi devices, almost like a direct input. Places of previous injury in the body are painful, so Old injuries which seem to have healed over time or uh, became non-factors, well, because there's a latent vulnerability there and because the graphene and everything else zeroes in on the, the latent vulnerabilities, whatever is wrong with the anatomy of the person in, internally, these stabs, these treatments go right for those places and create problems in, in formally resolved or healed or rectified problem areas, right? Okay, this is interesting. Craving for sugar and high salt foods. I can't help but remember that or recall that movie with Barbara Eden, one of my favorite old school actresses, uh, I Dream of Jeannie, right? And she was in a movie called, this. what was it called? The Stranger Within Me. I think that was what it was called. Spoiler alert. Basically, she gets pregnant. Uh, husband and her think it's a normal pregnancy. The baby seems to be growing inside of her at a fantastic rate. She begins to speak some odd, unknown language begins to act very strange and act out in very bizarre, aberrant ways. And then, get this, she starts to have a craving for for butcher's awful. You know, the stuff that the butchers kind of toss aside, uh, the guts, the, uh, you know, all, all the other stuff that just doesn't make it into the, 
into the butcher's section, right? The deli meat department. Anyway, she develops a craving for that, topped off with lots and lots of salt. I mean, she'll just pour heaps of salt, normal table salt, not even sea salt or, or Himalayan salt, just salt, right? Pour heaps of it onto some, you know, inner gut kind of thing from the butchers, and she would eat it raw, okay? Now, it turned out, spoiler alert again, that she was one of many other women who were similarly impregnated, and then at the end of the movie, her and a bunch of other women who've already given birth by then, they're carrying their newborn out to a clearing in the woods where a spaceship is waiting for them, okay? So, very interesting. Uh, that movie was, call it predictive programming, but it was, it was rather ahead of its time. So, the point of relevance is, in that movie, the... The pregnant woman who gave birth to the uh, alien child had this extreme craving for salt, right? Salty. Salt on top of all these guts, almost like really, I mean, it was disgusting, really. So, craving for sugar and high salt foods. Uh, and she, my colleague goes on to write, Workmate of friend, also double stab, reported similar feelings, said, quote, I can't explain it, but something is inside my body, and my body feels wrong. And uh, my colleague goes on to write, uh, From my observation, there is a 12-foot radius of electricity around her body. Her aura is almost completely gone. Its strongest color was, was brown, which I've always associated with manipulation, like when an energy vampire, narcissist, etc., is feeding off that person. Boy, howdy. And the brown, I mean, forgive me for almost guffawing there, but I mean, I associate brown in an auric field sense as like smog, like supernatural smog, pollution, like really black contaminated stuff, right? Now we know that the contamination from an esoteric spiritual standpoint uh, is all across the board, has been, from time immemorial. It's just been intensified because of radionics and implantation and now increasingly nanobots swimming around in, in people and graphene self-organizing, uh, etc., etc. Again, it's a frequency war. But here is one of the dynamics that need to be discussed is what we're bringing up right now and what my colleagues and I and others have talked about. The entities working through this AI technology, the intrusive thoughts, the voices that Jerry Marzinski and others have talked about, they're in on this too. As crazy as that sounds, they're in on this. Let me give you another example. And uh, I really need to talk to one of my colleagues again, uh, a medical intuitive, you know, the things that she can zero in on uh, that's uh, infecting and uh, manipulating and hosting people. You know, she's quite the healer, but, you know, it's the things that she's been seeing and the patterns, patterns she's been uh, discerning since all this madness really kicked into high gear. Yeah, it's, some of the stuff is surprising even her, right? So... The intrusive thoughts, the voices in the head. And I heard this from another extremely reliable source. Uh, and it, it's poignant because there's no telling how often the scenario or a similar scenario I'm about to describe is playing out all over the world now. Because of the Internet of Things, the interconnectedness and this weird AI kind of Luciferian demiurge fashion how everything interlinks and how they can remotely just squeeze people out of society squeeze people out of employment 
etc., etc. There's this couple, okay? And both know all about this stuff. Reptilian overlordship, soul harvesting, etc., etc. And they know about at least as much about the ingredients as, as, as most of you listening out there, right? Graphene, hydrogel, etc., etc. Now they're talking about hydras, and it wouldn't surprise me. And who would want all that uh, evil, yucky AI stuff, Luciferian stuff in you anyway? So this couple, they swore up and down. They, they'll never, they'll never take it because it's tantamount to falling on your sword. Think about it, right? But the modern world being what it is today, Mike Adams points out the average American family is like nine meals away from starvation. And you know, you remove uh, the primary source of income, or perish the thought, both sources of income for a household, right? And just all the normal bills, got to keep the roof over your head, whether it's rent, whether it's mortgage, food on the table, car payments, whatever the case may be. And then one, um, it was the gal in the couple. She said, I'll take it. I'll take the stabs, right? And of course, they went back and forth. They argued about it. No way, no way. We, we know the consequences, right? What could potentially happen even beyond death, right? And, um, you know, the gal was so emotionally overwrought because, you know, they stand to lose everything, right? And the reason it came to that head, the reason it came to that point of her volunteering to take, you know, to fall on her sword, basically, was because both he and she, by that point, had received the notices, right? The mandatory or else find another job notices, if you get my drift, right? So, I mean, highly emotional, to be sure. You know, a lot of drama involved, real-life drama being replicated all over the planet. Just think about the louche fest this is providing for all these sewer scum entities. All this time, they're trying to keep us from breeding, keep us from continuing our species, right? A way's got to be found to make them stop breeding, make them stop, I don't know, some, some of these species, you know, cloning, hatching, whatever the hell, right? It's all this effort on their part is expended trying to get rid of us. At some point, those of us that are left, we need to turn the tables and get rid of them. Because it's clear from at least in this plane of existence, if you're still stuck in duality uh, existence, it, it's a predatory... Uh, it's been described as a dimension of pain, a dimension of suffering, a dimension of predation. Might makes right down to the microbial level. Might makes right. Something is always eating something else, right? So, this couple gets the notice that if they both, both don't knuckle under knuckle and roll over and, you know, assume the position, so to speak, in uh, animal house terms, they both stand to lose their jobs and that would really suck all across the board. So, the gal... She volunteers, and they argue back and forth. Finally, I guess out of a sense of desperation or just not wanting, you know, his um, his partner to go without him, says, okay, well, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to do it. So he says, okay, we'll both fall on our swords because I'm not, I'm not going to live in this crappy world, you know, without you, basically, right? Now, the point of relevance is when she had made the decision to, to the point of picking up the phone and, and calling to make an appointment at a stab center, right? The moment she completed that appointment on the phone and hung up, she clear audiently, because she's quite psychic and intuitive, 
she started hearing these intrusive thoughts. Like Jer this is what Jerry Marzinski talks about, Sherry Sweeney, other people, right? These intrusive thoughts, they start saying in unison, okay, think in terms of we are legion because we are many, right? They start saying in unison, we've got her, we've got her, and we're going to get him too. We've got her. And the moment she heard that, she felt this denseness closing in on her from every direction. Like, literally, she could feel it on her body, this denseness, energetic, down, you know, down throttle shift into like a lower, denser space just close in on her, right? And she heard those voices saying that. And then later on, you know, she was going back and forth with her partner, and then the partner said, okay, I'm going to follow my sword too, right? And then... uh what did she say? I think she also said at that point, it was like, okay, we, the, in, in unison again, that chorus of voices was saying, we've got him, we've got him too. We've got both of them, we've got both of them. So the intrusive thoughts coming from these interdimensional beings, these archontic parasites, right, of various stripes, they are intimately connected, indeed have an emotional, one would argue, uh, existence-based uh, investment. Kind of like a symbiotic, well not really symbiotic, more like a parasitic relationship where the more they can harvest emotionally, energetically, etc., etc., from these humans that are being painted into a corner being edged off a cliff, etc., etc., like this couple in her example. And there's no telling how many other people are going through the same thing right now. Because they, they both wavered under the stress of the moment. They, the thought of both of them losing their jobs and then becoming homeless and all that stuff, right? The gal decides to fall on her sword... I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. He goes, you ain't, you ain't going without me. I'm taking it too. We're both going down together. And then when they make that decision, the two of them, she starts hearing in her head, we got them both. We got them both in unison. So it's all tied in. And then there are other things too that my intuitive, uh, medical intuitive friend was telling me about the uh, DNA molecule code implants, how into the brains of abductees, but, you know, people in general, some of these aliens and some of these, some of the aliens are not entirely uh, organic, if you will, no matter what dimension it may come from, in whatever dimension it originates from, there's a level of density it has, right? So some of the entities and species that are out there are not entirely uh, lack of a better term organic or spiritual in nature there's there are some probably a great many species that have there would be like cyborgs in a science fiction sense there would be part organic and then part AI kind of cyborg and some of those types of ETs are going around doing things that people uh, stick in like DNA molecules in the people's brains. So these DNA molecules begin to activate and change the person's neurology behavior and open up, probably open up portals and other things, okay? You see... The real hardcore black magic, right? That's doing things. It's an arcane way, a surefire way of doing things a certain way, but you, know, you have to have the bloodline connection. You know, natural gateway portal, uh, organic portal system to other dimensions. Uh, really negative hellish dimensions, right? That warlocks and adepts and what have you some of these types have. They have that connection because they're not entirely human. In fact, they look human. 
but you know, I, no, they're fundamentally different from us. They're a hybrid. So what these DNA molecules are doing, some of them, they're plugging people in to this AI quantum cloud supercomputer, whatever you want to call it, B system. And that's going on in parallel to all the stuff in the treatments, right? So, you know, thus far I've talked about what my colleague shared with me about, you know, the people that she's talked to or know about that have been double stabbed. And, and I told you just now a story about this couple, and I, I know this to be a true story. And, well, oh yeah, I didn't get to the you know, good news part of it that, no, they decided, they came to their senses, this couple. You're probably wondering, okay, tell the rest of the story. Well, this couple came to their senses and they said, oh no, we can't do this because, you know, we, either we, we both die or even worse, one of us dies and then the other just left to suffer and maybe in a debilitated state, et cetera, et cetera, right? Clock ticking on them. So they decided not to go ahead with it. Good for them. But the learning lesson part of it is when this gal says, okay, I'll do it, I'll follow my sword, even makes the appointment with the stab center, right? Then she hears this multitude of voices, we got her, we got her. It's like they're fishing. They're, they're casting nets out, right? These entities. They're the ones that Jerry Marzinski and others have been talking about all along, intimately connected with the treatments. But that's the nature of this multiple threat environment in which we reside, right? It's multiple. It's not just this dimension. It's not just what the reductionist, the scientific reductionist would have us believe that only things you can touch and smell and taste and what have you are any threat to you, right? No, that's not the case at all. It's, it's a zoo out there, right? So we've talked about the, uh, the frequency aspect of it, okay? Now, what we may see, and I think it's already underway, I think the way this whole thing was kick-started in places like Iran and like uh, New York State, New York City, other places where, you know, the, the first responders were talking about, oh, these people were coming in with serious respiratory issues, and then the protocols kick in and they, they finish them off, right? They were doing this to hordes of people in New York City alone. I mean, imagine just the carnage that was going on there. But that's how they kicked out, uh, kickstarted it. They created the backstory for the whole lab release thing, you know, from um, that place, right? The whole lab release story. See, the lab release story to the current madness, ongoing madness, uh, is parallel, is similar to. The Ramsey Yosef uh, armed Islamic front backstory of uh, you know hijacking airliners and crashing them into into places like the armed Islamic group. They wanted to hijack a plane, crash it into the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Mm, armed Islamic group, nor uh, all likelihood was probably a controlled asset anyway, right? And then you have Ramsey Yosef, the uh, so-called twentieth hijacker, long time. Long-time British intelligence CIA asset, right? This guy. And um, he supposedly, or whoever his handler is, comes up with the, the Bojinka uh, operation of hijacking multiple airliners and then just crashing them all over the place. Okay, that was the backstory months and years before September 11th, 2001, right? This, this, all this chatter in the background about all that going on, and suddenly, oh, it happens, right? Well, we've known, we've known about this. Why don't they do anything about it? Blowback, all this other crap ensues. This talking head nonsense, right? Well, it's a similar thing with, you know, the, the lab release and, you know, the gain-of-function research and North Carolina being involved, yada, 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 right? And then you throw in, oh, yeah, of course, sewer scum like... Uh, you know, the, the, the main pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical uh, humanitarian culprits, let's say, right? You know, you, you throw their names into the mix. Oh, there you go. Backstory, right? 
But, again, just as a 9-11, where you, again, you've heard me talk about this too, I don't ascribe to the to the hijacked planes theory, which I think is utter nonsense. <laughs> Why would you, even with so-called Global Hawk remote piloting capability, why would you why would you make the operational scenario so much more difficult than you need to when you can just endlessly lie over and over and over again on the media right so this whole thing about the hijacked airliners that's a non-starter a complete non-starter for me but to kickstart the whole thing they use frequencies absolutely they did it's a frequency war. And what happens? All these people that are getting beamed. You know, shortness of breath. Why? Oxygen. Like depletion. Of course. A lot of the other symptoms they described. Par for the course. You know, what they were saying was the symptoms of this so-called dreaded like black plague thing that's supposedly going on, right? No, they were just getting beamed. The beaming can induce different physiological reactions, sensations, etc., etc. Like especially from a myelab perspective, someone getting beamed, a certain part of the brain induces sleep, a certain part of the brain induces aggression, etc., etc., etc. And then, then you have the theater of the mind, the um, remotely induced virtual environment, astral dreamscape uh, training scenarios, right? Well, you're, you're literally in, in, a, in a virtual reality world in a lot of the training that goes on. And some of it is, is even astral. It's not, not just your consciousness has been hijacked, right? So the point of relevance is the frequency manipulation and frequency modulation is quite sophisticated. So if you wanted to blanket an area, and the, the Spanish researchers, I forget their name, but they have that great channel and uh, did all the initial... Uh, uh, breaking news about the graphene was that Spanish team, right? And I think one of them was talking about how it was just beaming. It was just 5 Gulf, right? 5G. Just blank. And they, they even had maps showing where all these transmitters were, right? And where these clusters and outbreaks occurred uh, thereafter, right? So, if they want to play that card again, the frequency modulation card, right, the beaming card, to create another wave, right, Marburg, whatever the hell they're going to call it this time, the zombie, you know, infection or whatever, they just simply crank up the, you know, the transmitters. But the thing about it this time is there'll be so many people that have all literally been hardwired from these treatments. And on top of that, there's going to be people in society um, who already have the DNA molecules in their brain, and et cetera, et cetera, right? It's extrapolating. That could be hundreds, nay, thousands of people or more that have undergone these DNA molecule procedures by one or more types of ET or ET cyborg races, right? Uh, people ain't seen the half of it yet. Getting back to that multitude of voices, when uh, I heard that story about, you know, the gal deciding, well, I'm going to fall on my sword and take one for the team, you know, so at least we have, you know, one income stream, right? And then this chorus of voices, we got her, we got her. When I heard that story, it reminded me, and I'm trying to do research, I, I used to know this stuff off the top of my head, but... Um, it was the kid who, along with his best friend, dabbled in Satanism, and basically he got possessed by a really malevolent entity or entities. Long story short, uh, got a hold of, I think it was a forty-four Magnum, shot his father and shot his stepmother, both in the head, as they lay sleeping. And then he drove, he stole their car, drove down to the nearest service station, got out and shot the attendant dead. 
Anyway, long story short, he gets arrested. When they brought him in to um, his arraignment and they had him in, in, in the prison jumpsuit and stuff, they had the CCD, CCTV cameras on him. And his eyes were all glazed over. He had this maniacal grin in his face. He was just laughing. He's all alone, but the cameras are on him. And he's just laughing maniacally because he's entity infested, right? Because he was, you know, getting into all that Satanism and, and what have you. Anyway, he became a born-again Christian in prison. Eventually, he, you know, you know he... After he started proselytizing, he was uh, preaching and, and trying to mentor others in prison and on death row. Because uh, this is Texas where he did this. So that, you know, I don't know about now, but back then, not too long ago, last 20 years or so, it was death by lethal injection. And so he became a born-again Christian in prison. And then eventually his appeals ran out and they... They, they executed him by lethal injection. Now, before he died, and after he uh, became a born-again Christian, he started giving interviews, right? And in one of the interviews, remember a moment ago I said that they had CCTV cameras on him, he had like a yellow jumpsuit, they had him in a small room, and you know they just arrested him, brought him in. And he was just like laughing maniacally to himself. There was no one else in the small room with him. They just had a camera on him. Totally, totally entity infested. That's why he shot his father and stepmother as they lay sleeping, you know, about 10, 10 p.m. at night. And that wasn't enough for him. He drives down in, in their car. You know, they're dead by now. In their car, drives down to the nearest service station, guns down the poor guy that happens to be doing a night shift, right? death penalty, lethal injection. He said, when they brought him in the jail, and it must have been after he was um, videotaped with the CCTV, like laughing maniacally. It must have been after that, because he said, as they put him in the jail cell for the night, and he lay down on the bunk, just totally disconsolate, absolutely bummed out starting to come to his senses he said that he can hear multitudes of voices right all laughing at him as they exited his body he could hear clairaudiently because they completely taken him over as a host by now organic portal time he could hear them laughing in unison, ha, 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 chorus of them, as they're leaving his body. And he could feel energetically that they're leaving his body too. And that's, that's the thing. A lot of these entities can, can wreak havoc with the human energy system, human energy fields for that matter. It's not just the bioelectric um, energy system within our anatomy, but, you know, the energy bodies, plural, that we have, right? These entities can muck with all that, but energetic implants is a whole other subject, right? It's beyond the physical implants. So this guy says, as he's laying in his bunk, cell door closed, the enormity of what he'd done under malign entity influence, because he was dabbling in all kinds of Satanist stuff, had really struck home. And then at that moment, the entities left him laughing, laughing. And he felt them, their energy leaving his body. He said this. So, you know, the person who related that story, you know, the gal who said she heard, oh, we got her, we got her. Then later on, when they both decided momentarily to fall on their swords, oh, we got both of them, we got both of them. It's, I can't help but think that if, if they're not the same types of entities that were exiting that, that guy, and I can't for the life of me at the moment remember the guy's name. Um, he was executed on death row in, in, in Texas, though, by lethal ejection. He said they were laughing. He can hear multiple 
um, voices all just laughing at him as they left his body. So whether it's the same entities that were saying, we got her, we got her. You know, when the gal momentarily, you know, momentary lapse of reason, right? great uh, Pink Floyd song. Whether it was the exact same entities, same species of entities, whatever the case may be, or similar or entirely different species altogether, just part of that archontic Luciferian mob of all various types of entities, whatever the case may be, really have a emotional investment, among other things, in the impending demise of, of the human race. It's like they're absolutely getting off on it. They're abs absolutely getting a rush, getting a charge off of it. We see this manifest at the surface level, right? And nowadays the surface level is a relative term because some of the things that are passing for normal in the surface world these days is just so abnormal. But we talked in previous podcasts about the, the replacement factor, the you know, the pod people invasion of the body snatchers factor, like right? If someone's not wearing a mask or something or whatever, and all these mask holes and vax holes point at them and, you know, do a Donald Sutherland, like in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie. That's happening at the workplace where, see, there's, it's not just the smug, we did it, now you have to do it too, as far as the treatments are concerned, because there's a lot of conflict in the, um, in the various employment places where some have knuckled under or some are all for the steps to begin with, so they go ahead and take it. And those that haven't taken it yet, who are uh, manifesting hesitancy, quote-unquote, oh, those ones that have been stabbed, it's like they're total hive mind consciousness. They're just browbeating them. you got to do it too. you got to do it too. You just stop being so selfish, right? And it's not just that they're arrogant, stupid pod people, but it's the fact that these entities, these multitudes of entities working in and swirling in and around them, they're speaking to these, these hosty pod people too, right? And that's on top of being browbeaten by your doctor. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic of the unstabinated, right? So they're getting browbeaten by their their families, browbeaten by their partners, browbeaten by their co-workers, browbeaten by their doctors, voices in their heads screaming at them, do what's right, do what's right, you're going you're gonna to lose your job. That's like a full court press, right? That's like all-out pre-invasion bombardment, right? And I've known of cases where people were crying as they got the stab because they didn't want it, but they were bullied and pressured and hectored into it. Hectored and badgered, excuse me. Bad English there. So they knuckled under and took the stab or stabs, right? And there's a lot of people that regret their decision too because now they're pushing for the... Uh, uh, you know, the boosters and all that stuff, right? So they already knuckled under for number one and two, and now, now they're pushing more on them? Where, where, where does it end, right? But it's that hive consciousness where even at a unseen inner planes uh, ether level, all these parasitic supernatural piranha type creatures are just nipping away and biting and snapping at you right if you happen to be clairaudient you can hear them right now the stories i've shared today small sample size to be sure but i've read other accounts that people have shared where they're in comms with psychics readers mediums medical intuitives and, and they're describing a similar thing where these people that have gotten the real ones, not the saintly, and the real ones, 
they're describing being the sensation of feeling totally cut off, like in an empty void, except you know, separated from source, separated from God. It's not an empty void though, because there's all these entities there. So it's it's a feeding frenzy. Think about like you know those old National Geographic or other nature documentaries of like Komodo dragons having a feeding frenzy or or sharks having a feeding frenzy, right? That's what's going on at multiple levels. Because increasingly, you know, the people around you, they're plugged into the Borg Collective, right? Trust no one. Because any one of them could turn at any moment go totally hive. That's why you got to watch that classic Dark Skies. Uh, it only lasted for like some of the best shows I've noticed, like like the Blade series. That only lasted one series because towards the last two episodes, especially of that one and only season of Blade, I mean, they're getting into bloodlines, they're getting into secret societies. It was just hardcore. And someone said, okay, enough is enough. We're not going to show them anything beyond this, right? And that classic show, Dark Skies, is similar because the alien race they were up against, and, and it's like a docudrama where the characters live through some key moments, known moments in recorded history. You know, the JFK assassination, Roswell, etc., etc. The main characters weave in and out of all these, these real-life historic events. Uh, Francis Gary Powers... U-2 pilot getting shot down over um, over the Soviet Union, etc., etc. They, they tied in all these real historic events to the uh, alien invasion scenario. And the aliens they were up against, spoiler alert, going at least as far back as Roswell in the story, Dark Skies, which again was only a couple of seasons, I have to, I have to check, um, was that the reason they were called a hive was because they took people up as hosts, took over the minds, took over the bodies, right? And, you know, one by one, and they, they took over the key, the key institutions, the key agencies, like not just the FBI, but like Majestic, Majestic 12. They started taking over some of the Majestic operatives, some of these aliens, right? The hive. And that's what it is today. It's, it's, it's a hive consciousness, what we've talked about for so long, the hive mind parasite virus. It's playing out in real time now. Now, thankfully, if you go to some of these, uh, you know, health and wellness type sites, they have uh, helpful hints to, you know, for those who unfortunately were compelled or coerced, whatever the case may be, into taking these treatments. You know, one can, one has to hope for the best. But um, apparently there are ways and means to you know, at least mitigate the damages and uh, allow real healing to kick in. And eventually, if things work out, just eradicate all the stuff that, you know, one has been contaminated with. Because... This next go-round, when they start cranking out the frequencies again, with all the stuff, all the bots, all the hydras and all the tendrils that are spreading out inside of people, inside of their noggins, etc., etc., being hard, literally hardwired, DNA hardwired into some bizarro AI mainframe supercomputers up there, right? Luciferian-powered, Demiurge-powered. We just don't really know what's going to come next. We have an idea, okay? You know, the zombie card may still be on the table to be played or not played, depending on circumstances. There has definitely been an upsurge in, in, in ET activity, real ET activity. So we just got to hold firm hold the line, right, until enough people reacquire, reassemble, reacquaint themselves with their 
multi-dimensional selves. And it's not going to take a gigantic number of people to do this. Critical mass will be reached with far fewer people than one might like assume to be the case. So, you know, the battle has been joined. Humanity, real humanity, not the sheepanoids, real humanity, not the de-evolved ones. The real humanity that's making a stand now. Yeah, we're making our presence felt. So, things are starting to get interesting now. Hang on to your hats. Uh, there's a lot more to come. And this is going out to a general audience. And the reason I call the commentary Meet the Reptilians is, well, it's a reptilian, for the most part, agenda. Keeping in mind there are a lot of other players, not just the reptilians, but the reptilians, the Draco, a lot of the factions out of the Orion constellation that go back to the Orion Wars millions of years ago. There's still key players in all this. So, again, hang on to your hats. Things are really going to start to get interesting in the next, well, couple of years. By the time 2025 rolls around, which is a scant, uh, will be scant three years before too long, there's no telling the kind of changes we'll be seeing. Okay, uh, so for our listeners here on the Cosmic Switchboard Show, uh, if you like what we do, if you believe in what we do, please go to thecosmicswitchboard.com, sign up and become a member. And also for our members, uh, stay tuned in, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side uh, for our members.